What's up, Buffalo Fanatics? Josh Allen here. Just wanted to say uh, go Bills. Ladies and gentlemen, it is your boy back at it again, my boy. Listen, man. Folks, I had to take some time away from potting because I, to this day, am still kind of like, I'm still I'm still going through it. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie, man. It's, I'm still going through it, but I'm only now able to kind of like just chill out and really express myself because had you seen me on Tuesday... It just would have been a big old F this, F that, F the whole team and this, that, and the third. Because I was, I would have been in my feelings. You know what I'm saying? The podcast wouldn't have been the Rico report. It would have been in my feelings report. In my feelings podcast. That's what it would have been. I don't want to be that way. I don't want to be all emotional about this thing. You know what I'm saying? Although we have our feelings, we know what it is. By the way, before I even get into it, thank you guys for tuning in on a Saturday. Usually I don't I don't pod on Saturdays, but I was traveling, I was at my mom's crib and the ordeal that we had to go through even to get on a flight to get back here was a, a whole nother ball game. So by the time I got home, man, I was spent. I was too tired. There was no way I was going to do that. You know what I'm saying? So I had to switch it up for y'all. And I had to show some love. I see my man Silas knows, he's noticing the jersey. I specifically put this jersey on for a reason. Because I ride with my guy 14. We're going to talk about we're gonna talk about that as well. Definitely, gonna, there's a lot of things to unpack. There's a lot of things to unpack. What did we learn? How are we feeling about our coordinators? Do they stay? Do they go? I'm seeing a whole lot of lazy takes of just fire the coordinator, fire this guy, fire that guy, with no solution behind him, right? Fire him just cause. Did you see how far those guys were lined up? Sometimes, just sometimes, coordinators do things to help out their defense. That coordinator might know something we don't. Something makes me want to just leave the music in the background, just pod with the music in the background. <laughs> but I ain't going to do that. Let me turn that thing down. So, folks... Welcome to another edition of the Record Board on a Saturday edition. And if you guys are feeling the Saturday edition, throw your hands up. You know what I'm saying? Let me know what's good. It's not. It's probably not going to happen. That weekend is for the family. I can't do that to them. But folks, we are here. We are here, and there's plenty of things to talk about. It's actually really nice to be home, uh, back in my back in the lab, if you will, and uh, in my own domain. In my own domain. Let me just throw this down a little bit there you go so uh where to begin where to begin let's talk let's recap the game listen we can sit here and talk about uh we can sit here and go through the game all over again there's been pod after pod after pod on their thoughts on the game etc 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 and if you're like me i could eat it all up pause because I can talk about Bills football all the time. And I don't care how many, how often I hear it, it's going to happen. And I need to talk about, uh, there's going to be talking about uh, the type of fans that we have. It's, it's comical to me, um, but interesting at the same time. And there's, 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 
there's just there's just so much to freaking talk about. And if you guys have topics that you guys want me to hit on, please do not feel shy. Jump in there and say, yo, talk about this because this is something I've been seeing, or this is something that I feel not a whole lot of not a whole lot of people are talking about it. So without further ado, let's get into it um, and talk about this. But before I do, <laughs> I promise y'all that I would I would uh, I would call out um I would give out a, a jersey, not a jersey giveaway. I give out a merch giveaway. And we've got a winner. And I wanted to do it on the Tuesday show. Didn't do the Tuesday. I wanted to do it on a Friday show. Didn't do it on the Friday. So here I am today. I wanted to promise it. So the winner for members, the members uh that have have paid subscription to the BF squad. You guys know what it is, the Bing Squad, Bing, Biggity Bing. Uh, that goes to my guy, Demario Simmons. Demario Simmons. Put your hands up. Y'all need to hit us up. Hit me up on Twitter. Uh, you know what? Better yet, if it's if it's easier for you, hit me up on my on my email, ronrico at gmail.com. Right? Ronrico at gmail.com. So Rico B9, excuse me. I don't even know what my damn email is. <laughs> Just email the Buffalo Fanatics uh email and we'll go from there. You got me all messed up. I don't even know my damn email. So, Demario Simmons, you're the winner. You're the winner. You got me saying winner. You're the winner. Hit me up. Hit up the BF uh, email, and let's get going. Now, let's get to the nitty-gritty. This freaking game that just passed this Sunday, I'm still on over it. I still need to get my rocks off. I still, I still need to really express myself. And I'm sure you guys will feel the same way that I do. And the first thing that comes to mind when I look at the performance that we put on the field is complete bullshit. And for those that are watching this with captions and you are uh, you are deaf and you cannot hear, uh, do we say that? Is that the proper way to say it? I know some people that are deaf and they say that's fine to say deaf. So if you're deaf, here's the one sign language I do know that tells me this is bullshit. You put your thumb like this, you take something like that, that means bullshit. The bills were absolute bullshit on that Sunday afternoon. My, oh, my, oh, my. I cannot get over it. I can't. I'm in the group chat talking about it. I mean, I'm, I'm just, my family members are hitting me up, asking me if I'm, if I'm, uh, if I'm, you know what I'm saying? Like, how do you feel? You must be hurt. I'm getting text messages from my neighbors across the street because they know I'm a Bills fan. Yo, are you alive? Are you cool? I didn't hear from you. But I haven't really expressed myself to let them know how I feel. And every single, let me get, let me just, let me get, I got beef. I got beef. It's small beef, but beef nonetheless. And there's only way, there's only one way I know how to express myself. You know what I'm saying? By letting you guys know how I truly feel. I got to get it off my chest. I have a bone to pick with certain Bills fans. I got a bone to pick for y'all. I got a bone to pick with y'all, man. When we play well, all praise to number 14, number 17, you know what I'm saying? Number 20, 26, you know what I mean? Number 58, 49, 21. Like, all praise goes to those guys. And as it should, all praise goes to, you know I mean? I remember at the beginning, Dorsey was the man, right? Dable who was a lot of things we were seeing. Huh? Dable who? This this machine runs. 
praise left, right, center. But when it's time to talk about the negative, when it's, ta- it's time to talk about things that did not go well, all those numbers get called except for one. Why? <laughs> My man Pierre's like, oh, no, he's doing it. He's doing it. You damn right. I just have a bone to pick with y'all. If y'all, if we, because I'm, I'm like you guys, if we can talk big game for our players because when they do well, we should be able to dish it out as well. And I find that Bills fans will point at everybody else except for 17. Why is that? Rico, if it were for him, he'd be the only, we'd be, we'd know, we'd never score any points. <laughs> That's what I get. How dare you? What kind of fan are you? I get that. But you can't make this person not accountable. That's my beef. Josh Allen, if not for Josh Allen, we would not be where we are right now. But also for Josh Allen, sometimes we are where we are. Right? Turnovers happen. Reckless play happens. This in particular game that just passed, he didn't have the greatest game. There are reasons for it. But he also didn't have the greatest game. But nobody is mentioning Josh Allen for not a great game that he had. Here's what, here's what I know. All right? When the lights are bright, your ballers are supposed to ball. And that doesn't just go for 17, by the way. That goes for 73. That goes for 79. You know what I'm saying? That goes for 49. That goes for 21. None of the stars on the team were able to to shine bright. But we have to point it out to that. We can't just point at the defensive coordinator and say it falls on him. We can't just point at the offensive coordinator and say it falls on him, although it does, but not all. If you're going going to blame, blame everyone. Don't exclude 17. 17 is part of it. And I know not all of y'all are doing it, but a good chunk. Pointing everywhere but at 17. Fam, we lose, everyone takes the blame because Josh didn't have a flawless game. Now, there are reasons, but I had to get that off my chest, man. It just sickens me. It just sickens me, man. He's our hero. He is. You know what I mean? Key to the city and all that. But we got it. We got to, you know what I'm saying? We got to keep it a buck with each other at one point. I can't stand that. Now, let me get into my, let me get into my shit today. This game was bad from right from the jump. You know what I'm saying? And I've said this before. And I'm going to say it again. Here's another thing I wanted to get off my chest too, right? Thank the good Lord. And I'm going to tell you right now, man. Thank the good Lord. DeMar Hamlin is straight. DeMar Hamlin is doing good things right now physically. And when I say physically, I'm talking about the most simplest things in life. Breathing, walking, talking, able to hug a loved one. All those little things that we take for granted every single day, he's able to do. That's a blessing in itself. But I feel that fans, Bills fans, we tugged on that rope a little too long. Where we lost focus because we're so worried about, you know, our brother. Fam, I'm going to tell you right now, man. 
if when this man was able to give y'all a call and say, hey, man, I'm good. We good. Let's go get it. That's when the focus should have shifted and right onto the football game. But I find that we were still, you know, what I'm saying? still tugging on that rope, that emotional rope where we should have cut it and say, all right, on to the next. But we stuck on that. Handing out chains before the game. Hey, here's your number three chain. Wear that. We could be, you know what I'm saying? Yo, man, instead of doing all this bullshit, let's focus on the freaking Bengals, man. I had a problem with that. I might be alone on this, which I'm totally fine. But I had a damn issue with it. The spectacle of him coming in, riding, and security's got to bring him quick, and everybody's like, ah, what is that about? That was... <laughs> I'm sorry, man. Too much. We did too much. I don't know if it's the PR team. Y'all, y'all fumble that, man. Y'all had most people focus on DeMar Hamlin and, and all the things not pertaining to the game, but y'all were focused on everything else. At least that's what it seemed to us, or at least to me. And then the result on the field. Now, does that have a lot to do with it? Who knows? But I felt like there was just too much. We were we were too involved in that where we should have been involved in the game. And let's go. That's a whole nother ball game. I didn't like it. Now, to the ball game we go. Flat, outplayed, outhustled, bullied. You name it, we were there. We could not freaking get out of our own way. We were stagnant. There was just, we weren't there. And you know what? I got to give kudos to Zach Taylor, the coach for the Bengals. He doesn't give a flying F where he has to find motivation. He's going to find it to give his team the edge. He's going to find it. And that he did. Whether it was, it was hanging on 50,000 tickets being sold to the Bills, let's run it. First thing quarterback said was refund them tickets. Because that's what, they, that's what they hung on to. They hung on to that. They had a little bit of motivation going into it, right? Going on the road, doing all that stuff. They had that. Burrow came in and was cold. And if I'm talking shit, you guys let me know I'm talking shit. Yo, Rupert, you, Rupert, you tripping. If you, if you feel me where I'm coming with this, y'all know what to do. Smash that like. And I'm looking at this game, and I'm like, all right, where are we going to find our angle? Where are we going to find, where's our, where is our rhythm? Where are we going to find our balance? We couldn't. And all year, you guys have heard me say it, is we don't have an identity. We never had an identity. And, and if Josh isn't trying and attempting his hardest to bail us out, there's no one there to help. There's no one here to say, you know what? Take a rest. I got you. That is problematic because you need that. When you can't do everything, <laughs> Sandra says, <laughs> Sandra says, yo, you talking shit, but it's facts. <laughs> I like it though. <laughs> as long as I'm talking some kind of facts, then I'm, I'm straight. <laughs> I like Sandra. Sandra's like, you talking shit, but you talking, you talking truth. All right, I'll take it. But like this game, we just, there was no rhythm. There was no, there was no sense of urgency. Three and out, holding. Like there was just, we couldn't get out of our own way. And I didn't, I'm not even, I'm not even into the coaching yet. 
I'm just talking purely on the players. Missing tackles, not discipline. It's like, we, we didn't show up. And this is when we need to show up. And we didn't. This is what, the third, fourth year. And it goes to show you how difficult it is. Once you get past the regular season, it's game on, man. It's game time. We just couldn't do a damn thing. So you guys know how it ended. 27-10. And it was a bloodbath. At least it felt like to me it was a bloodbath. Because it just, it just the score didn't, they could have ran the score if they wanted to even more. They could have. We fought a little bit. We fought back tiny bit, which just wasn't enough. You know what I'm saying? And it, like in our dreams, you know, I don't know if you've ever had a dream where you've got to defend yourself in the dream and you're swinging and you're punching and you're doing what you can. And in the dream, you think you're doing work. You think you're throwing hands, but you're missing. And if you hit, it's, it's like that. And you're really not doing inflicting any damage. That's what it felt like watching these Bills against the Bengals. They're trying to fight back, but it's just not worth it. It's just, it's just not it. It was one of those bad dreams where you're trying to get out of the dream, like, wake me the fuck up. It was embarrassing, bro. I was like, I'm watching this game. I was like, yo, as a Bills fan, that's my squad. I'm always going to love that team. I'm always going to ride for that team. But y'all were some effing buns, man. Y'all were buns. Straight buns, man. It was not good. I'm looking at this team, and I was like, fam, we have a huge offseason, a massive offseason. And out of, where do you begin? Things are going to start kicking in. Contracts are going to start kicking in. Big contracts are going to start kicking in. I know what the plan was. Let's try to push money back, work on these, these, these worked-out deals that are, that are team-friendly. And in, in that midst, in that midst, excuse me, we win a championship. And then when we win the championship, it's much easier to make, you know what I mean, roster, roster additions, roster subtractions. But we didn't cut it. We didn't cut it. So now, not only did we lose in a horrible fashion, that's the last taste that we're going to have in your mouths and my mouth, pause, until the offseason. And it's going to be, it's going to get worse. People are going to be, people are going to depart off this team because we're not going to have a choice. We're like six to $8 million over cap. Let me continue. And if you guys are agreeing with me, smash that like, do me a favor, throw the microphone up, throw the thumbs up, throw the, you know what I'm saying? Whatever it is to show that we're on the same page. If we're not, feel free, super chat me. Let's talk about it. Let's proceed. So the game was bad. Terrible. They came in. They punched us in our mouth in our own home. And right before they left, they took the plant. They took the, they took the, the housewarming plant that, you know what I'm saying, that had been sitting at the front, the front of the door when people walk in. The Bengals came in, didn't even wipe their feet. They went in our fridge, made themselves a sandwich. They looked at my wife. They smacked her on her butt and said, I'm out. Give me that plant. And they walked out, disrespected us. That's exactly what they did. How are you going to make a sandwich in my own kitchen and then slap my girl on her, on her behind and then take the damn house plant with you and left the damn door open? <laughs> oh, 
the disrespect. The disrespect. But you know what? That's what happens when you, you know what I'm saying, when you don't come prepared. We were not prepared for that beating. It's just what it is. Shit, they peed. I don't know if they peed on our floor, but they, I think the, the leaving the door open after they did all that is the most disrespectful. They didn't even have the decency to close the door. <laughs> they just walked out. Hey, that's what happens when you don't protect yourself, and that's what happens when you don't prepare. So with all of that comes the, the major question, and this is where I need the chat to help me out here and give me your thoughts. What did you learn about this team? What did you learn? I'm curious. I want to know what you guys learned. What, what stood out to you? What, what is it that you feel like, man, something I didn't realize about the team, I realized in this game. Is there something that stood out to you? I'd like to know because I, I had something that, that, some things that, that, that I questioned. And the one thing that stood out to me right off the bat was, when Josh Allen is off, and I'm not, and I, and this is not even a, a hate on Josh Allen. This is more of a realization. And I know we've realized it in the past, but I've more, I, I, that's why it's good to just chill out and allow things to manifest and kind of play itself out. And people, you know what I mean, put their opinions out there and you read some bad opinions, you read some really good opinions, right? But when Josh is off, there's no one to lean on. There's no one to say, you know what? Shoulder this load for me because I'm tired. Yo, take over for a quick second. I need a breather. Let me get a water break. There's no water break for Josh. There's no, let me take a breather for Josh. It's go, go, go. And if he, if he can't go, the offense is stagnant. That is problematic. That is problematic, but that isn't on Josh. And this is where the whole, I need to lean on someone, right? Offensive coordinator calling basic ass plays, not getting out of, like, I mean, couldn't, couldn't figure out the defensive coordinator, what the defensive coordinator was doing with these corner and, and, and corner and nickel blitzes and could not help his quarterback out. All right, let me try to help by establishing and committing to a run game. That running game was null. I understand why. We never established ourselves during the year. So how are you going to establish yourself in a playoff game? The Bengals certainly did. The Bengals were like, you know what? We know what we're about. We have a top-notch running back in the backfield, and we are going to take full advantage of you. We are not going to just depend on Joe Burrow to be cold and do what he's got to do. We're going to get Mixon involved. Oh, yeah, by the way, the three starting linemen that are out, that don't matter. We still gonna th we're still going to run that football down your throat, and as they did for 172 yards. Where was the help? Where can we lean on? Can we lean on the pass rush? Nope. Can we lean on the defensive backfield? Nope. Can somebody make a play on the defense? Let's try to run the ball. Nope. If it's not Josh, it stops. It slows down. It's done. Who is that on? That's the question. You know what, Mr. Clayton? There's no plan B. 
there was there's only plan the the only plan they had was plan A. We were ride we are gonna ride number seventeen all the way to sunset, all the way to the championship. And look where it got us because we had no plan B, no C, no D, no nothing. It was all it was all in on seventeen. Now, let's start with the biggest flaw on this team. The freaking O-line. We knew it was the biggest flaw on this team going into the season. We knew it was the biggest flaw in the middle of the season. And it didn't change at the end. We knew. In the offseason, we knew. That was the weakest link. We talked about this. Did we strengthen it a little bit? On paper, it certainly did look like that. But by the time it was said and done, the O-line was poo-poo. And we, we did nothing to help out Josh Allen. They were getting after Josh Allen with three. They were sending the corner blitz, and we had no answers. Josh, I don't know if it felt like that for you, but it felt like every snap we took on offense, it was extremely difficult like it was it wasn't with ease it was like pressure every time we had to work extremely hard to even get a first down we had 18 first downs i believe to their 30 it felt like we couldn't we we couldn't get anything going we couldn't get anything going because the old line was an absolute sieve Deion Dawkins chose to have one of the one of his worst games. Roger Saffold chose to have one of many of his worst games. This one in particular wasn't good. I watched the game again. I was like, oh, I got to watch this thing again. I have to. The line was not good. Spencer Brown was on his on his belly. He was on his butt. Like it just wasn't good. And Josh was literally escaping linemen running free at him. And he's got to get out of his get out of the way and try to make a play downfield. Boy, well, that was rough. That was rough. Scott Blakely says we need to blow the O line up like KC did last year. But here's the problem, though. We don't have the money to even go and get top-notch guys because according to Brandon Bean and his presser, we will not be one of those teams going after it. We won't be. I believe that's what he said last year, and we went and got Vaughn Miller. So, go figure. White Towns King says, yo, the problem is the same thing it has been for the last three years. We can't move up. We can't move people up front. Short yardage and early down runs are too hard for us. Not only that, Josh was getting moved off the spot. So, when he's moved off the spot, now his eyes got to kind of shift down, get him back up again, refocus, and, and really everything became difficult for him. It was tough. It was tough to watch. Bengals snow-angled us into the snow. We should be ashamed. Listen, man, I don't care how you look at it. It was rough. Old line was rough. Changes are incoming. Changes are incoming, and I'm going to tell you that right now. The only people I can tell you right now that are safe, obviously, are Deion Dawkins and maybe Mitch Morse. Just a couple of years ago, Mitch Morris was like, yo, we, we got to make you take a pay cut, pay cut. Mitch Morris had a concussion this year. 
I don't know how many more concussions he can take. And that's real talk. You got to make a decision on that. Do you want to be on the hook for when he had, I don't say, I don't want to act like it's going to happen, but do you want to be on the hook for if he hits another one and that's a problematic one? Cause that's going to be number six that he took this year. The last one he took was number six. You're going to wait for a seventh one. Think about that one. So really, and truly this line, this, this line needs changing from left to right. Deion Dawkins is the only staple. Maybe Mitch Morse. But left guard, yup, you got to make a change. Right guard, who knows what's going on with Ryan Bates. You're going to get something. Probably, I would bring somebody in to compete with him to see if they can take his spot. And right tackle, we definitely need to go get a right tackle. I do not trust Spencer Brown. I don't care what my man Brandon Bean says. Is he was dealing with some injuries. Everybody was dealing with some injuries. I don't care. It just didn't look good. And was he dealing with those same injuries last year? Because he looked the damn same. Bring in somebody. That old line, if you want to, if you want to go somewhere, you got to protect your asset. And your asset is Josh Allen, the $250 million man. Protect your asset. But you letting you just you just putting anybody on the line. You'd rather put the money in the defensive line. Ironically, that did nothing in this game against Burrow. I don't care if Von Miller's not there. There's a lot of money tied up in that line. And we got nothing. But the most important line that you should be in, investing in, the one that protects your asset, which is number 17, y'all just let anybody in that bitch. So changes are freaking incoming on that O-line. At least it better be. What else did we learn? Here's another thing I learned. Bills fans. I learned something about Bills fans. <laughs> boy, oh boy, did I learn something. I learned something about Bills fans all the time. Every game, I learned something about Bills fans. But when we lose, oh boy, Bills fans can be the biggest sore losers ever. Oh my goodness, man. The, the amount of nonsense I saw online about Bills fans just, just getting after it. Whether true or not, Josh Allen's girlfriend, longtime girlfriend, fiance, I'm not even sure uh, what the title is, but it doesn't matter. Y'all are going to their house and putting nasty notes on their, on their mailbox? Are you kidding me? If that's true, shameful. Y'all are tripping. Y'all were crying boo-hoo-hoo over Eli Apple, talking a little shit to the team. Cancun on three. Y'all are getting upset. I can't believe he did that. Oh, my goodness. What a jerk. It's DeMar Hamlin. What about DeMar Hamlin? DeMar Hamlin is the only person that can use this? Huh? Let me, let me tell you something, folks. If you think that Eli Apple really doesn't care and, and, and is insensitive towards someone almost passing on the field or dying on the field, whatever you want to call it, and you think he's making fun of that, you're sick. What he is doing is making fun of Bills fans and their, and their team getting booted from the playoffs. So what he's saying is, with love, take care in Cancun. Because that's the emoji that we all are familiar with because it ties to the Bills and DeMar Hamlin. So he's talking big shit. Oh, guess what? Maybe I'm old school, but you want to get someone to stop talking shit? 
you whoop their ass when they come to your field. But we didn't handle that. Some people were in their feelings. Terrence Blanton was like, yo, that had me tight. I don't care. I don't, I don't know why it had you tight. Terrence, he's talking big shit, as he should. And we should be embarrassed with that display of football. So I was like, yo, I'm all for it. That'll, that'll make players get, you know what? Next year ain't going to happen. We're going to whoop that ass next year. But until then, talk your shit. But Bills fans did not like that. Oh, my God. Eli Apple, I can't believe it. Go Chiefs, go. Never. I'm never rooting, rooting for the damn Chiefs. Are you nuts? Ever. <laughs> I ain't rooting for the freaking Chiefs ever. I'm a Chiefs fan for now because Eli Apple made my feelings hurt. Man, go sit your ass down somewhere, man. I ain't buying it. Cheering for the Chiefs because the players talking shit. <laughs> you ever, you ever, you ever be in 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 a crowd of people, and somebody's roasting somebody else, and they goes, "Man, your mama, man, and don't talk about my mom, my mama X, or my mama did, or my mama's in a hospital." They don't care. There are no rules to shit talking. None. Everyone can get it. That's why these days you get a comedian. Comedian makes a joke. Oh, my God, I'm offended. <laughs> you can't even crack jokes no more. I love the fact that Eli's apples talk to shit. It gives the edge. There's an edge to it. Now, next time, when the Bengals and the Bills play, guess what? We ready to <laughs> clap that ass, man. No games being played. No kumbaya shit no more. We did the kumbaya in the stadium. Now that shit is over with. It's on. <laughs> I love that shit talking, man. If you have the right to, if you shit talking, okay, I got to take it because I, I, I took that L. Ain't that song. Anyway, I had to get that part off my chest. I had to. But I'm never going to, I'm going to cheer for the cheese because Eli Apple was talking a little shit. Boy, please. <laughs> what we can't have is Pat Mahomes go up and try to win a Super Bowl and get two Super Bowls. So that's one, that's two Super Bowls that Josh Allen's going to have to try to catch up on. Because you know how this league is. It's about winning. It's about getting the chip. Can't have Pat Mahomes with two. It's a lose-lose, really, because it's either Pat Mahomes gets one if they go far enough, or Joe Burrow gets one. If, they, if neither of them get it, so be it. But I ain't cheering for no damn Chiefs. You, you, you got me effed up. It's not happening. But I didn't notice it was. It's just Bills fans. Y'all, y'all are just some of y'all. Are, I can't say all. Some of y'all are just hilarious. Getting your, getting your, getting you in your feelings because somebody was talking a little shit. Ugh, shameful. Now let's move on to the next topic. This one's a hot one. <laughs> My man Scott Blake says, "Yo, all that matters is if you can back up your shit talking, and they did, and they can." You know what I'm saying? Here comes Shaq Lawson. Hey, man, you talk shit like that to our boy Hamlin. That, is, that shit will get you beat up for real, for real. What? And you know what's funny? The minute I, heard, I saw that, I said, where was that energy on the field? You're going to get beat up for real, for real. Boy, you should have beat the old lineup that had three backup linemen in it. That's who you should have beat up, but y'all didn't beat shit up. You're going to get beat up for real, for real. And here comes Eli Apple. This was like hours before I said this. And he goes, the hours after I said it, he comes in, hey, where was that energy on the field? Facts. 
all that talking, all that bumping. Ain't nobody trying to hear that. All that bumping should have been done and internalized onto the field that made the play. But we were nowhere near Joe Burrow. I mean, I got to give him credit because he was getting rid of that ball real quick. Anyway, I'm off that topic. On to the next. And this one's a hot one. Defensing, defensive and offensive coordinator. Hey, oh, Ken Dorsey and Leslie Frazier. Let's get into it, please. So I'll let the chat pick. Who do we discuss first? Ken Dorsey or Leslie Frazier? Who would you got? Who, who should we discuss first? I'm looking at the chat because I'm curious because I see a lot of people chatting. <laughs> I see a lot of people chatting about the offense coordinators and what Brandon Bead should do. We've got a lot of this happening right now. Fire both of them. And uh, Dom saying fire both of them. I bet you Dom has no idea who he replaced them with. I bet you Dom doesn't realize that, you know what, I'm not, I'm not going to go in there. <laughs> we're we're going to get into it. Let me see who people want to talk about. Let's talk about it. I'm looking at the chat. Kim Betts says, let's get in on Frazier. Let's talk about Frazier. Cool. Joey Hatch says Frazier. Atlas King says Dor. He says Dorsky. <laughs> Dorksy. You know what I'm saying? Um, Comb again. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what that is, but all right. Chandler, what you saying, Chandler? All right, we're going to get into it. Let's go to the defensive side of the ball because, right, defense is they allowed 27 points. Uh, people were talking about this is the second time that Frazier's let us down and so on and so forth. So let's get into it. Leslie Frazier. Is Leslie Frazier without blame for the display of football and the readiness of these players Sunday afternoon. Is he to blame? And I'm going to say no. He is not to blame. 100%. Do I think he needs to be fired? Absolutely not. I don't believe he needs to be fired. And I'm going to tell you why. Now, Leslie is not without blame. That's number one. As a defensive coordinator, it is your job to put a game plan together. It is your job to get these boys ready. It is your job to have these boys prepared. It is your job to have these guys understand that these are the things that this team will do to us. Here's how we would combat it. It is also your job to put the players in the right position to make plays, whether that's personnel, whether that's who subs in and who subs out, is your responsibility to my knowledge, right? So what happened? We didn't stop the run. We couldn't stop Joe Burrow. We were playing a lot of zone to begin with. Then we switched to man. We slowed them down a little bit. But we never understood what Zach Taylor and Brian Callahan were up to. There was no answer. Now, some folks might say, you know what? 
fire his ass. This is the fourth time that we have gone to the playoffs and we weren't prepared. All right, let's bring up the playoff games and what's taking place. We make the playoffs against the freaking Houston Texans. We're up. We're winning. There's a crucial play that is called. It is a blitz with Saran Neal and Matt Milano coming in. Perfect play call. Defensive coordinator. That play right there, if we bring down Deshaun Watson, game is over, we win that game, we ice it out, we're on to the next. You guys know what happened. Deshaun Watson somehow miraculously makes his way out of a broken tackle. Oh, what number was that? Who missed that tackle? Was that number, was that Leslie Frazier on the field? No, no, no. That was, that was Saran Neal and uh, Matt Milano. Okay. So that's on, that's on Frazier? All right, cool. Divisional round game, we go against the Chiefs. We just absolutely get spanked. We were not prepared for that game. We didn't, have, we didn't have the goods to go up against the Chiefs at that moment. That was a big one for us. That was a big one. That was the one where you got Stefan Diggs standing there saying, shit, we were so close. We we're one game away from going. We we're one game away from going. Damn. We'll be back. Cool. Divisional round. 13 seconds. Some might say that's Leslie Frazier's issue. Some might say it was nobody's talking about it. Nobody wants to talk about it. To what I understand, it was a communication issue. Now, whose communication issue was the right play call? Nobody, nobody relayed the message as to what should happen. Who knows? Nobody's talking about it. Ever since that 13 seconds happened, anybody want to talk about it? It's all speculation. I think the one person that mentioned something about communication was Levi Wallace, potentially. I can't recall. So then there's that game. Some might say, yo, you need to put that on Leslie Frazier. We brought Leslie Frazier back. Leslie Frazier has had this team consistently a top 10 defense. Consistently. Well, you know that we've had years that this defense was just porous. We could not play D. Where everybody's lighting us up, doing what they... We finally get some semblance of defense, and we're ready to let this brother go. Right? So then we have this game here. This was an all-around terrible game. Jordan Poirier, not a great game, and it's unfortunate because that was his last game. Potentially his last game with the Bills. He didn't have a great game. Jamar Chase in the corner of the end zone, right? Three players bite on him with a pump fake. Jordan Poirier included, leaving Hayden Hurst wide open. Leslie Frazier. So the point I'm trying to make is this, right? We all want to blame Leslie Frazier, but like we got to make players accountable if they're not where they're supposed to be if this is the assignment. Should you fire him because of that? So you fire him. Now you go with a whole new defensive game plan. Now, the good thing is we let him go. And there's pros and cons to this. And this is what I'm trying to give you the pros and cons. You let him go. 
You got to find a hold, a, a defensive coordinator that comes in that may change the scheme completely. Or because Leslie, Leslie Frazier is under the tutelage, I don't want to say tutelage, but he's under the umbrella of Coach McDermott, does McDermott just elevate somebody to kind of keep the same system? That's, a potent, that's a, also a potential possibility. But Brandy B made it very clear that the, it doesn't seem like anybody's going anywhere anytime soon. So then, then it makes you wonder, like, then what was the problem in the game then? Tackling was certainly a problem. We had an issue tackling. We had an issue, we had an issue covering. There was too many broken coverages. And with broken coverages comes miscommunication between players. So then, what's the deal? Why are we so harped on firing Leslie Frazier? When I've kind of gave you an idea of like, it's not exactly on Leslie Frazier. It could be on personnel. Do we not have the right personnel? And I'm getting somewhere with this. Do we not have the right personnel for the type of defense we want to play? What's the deal? So we let him go. It becomes he's just a scapegoat. And that's just my opinion. He's just a scapegoat if we let Leslie Frazier go. Because a lot of teams would love to have a guy like Leslie Frazier that can get their defense to a top 10, a top 10 defense. That's Leslie Frazier. I personally don't feel he should be let go. But now, those are the, those are the pros of keeping him. Now, the, the cons, right? Here are the reasons why he should get let go. Your old philosophy may not be resonating with the players anymore. And I want to be fair in this, right? Your old school philosophy, maybe is just getting played out. Maybe it's just getting like, you know what? It, we're tired of this, man. It's the same freaking weak-ass defense. They're catching on to what we're doing. Yo, let's try to switch things up. And Leslie might say, you know what? Stick to the plan. This is the defense. We don't change it. We're going to maybe send a blitz here and there. And that's what we're going to do. Maybe it's to the point where these guys are not resonating with that play no more. We're not resonating with the coach anymore. His old school ways of doing things doesn't resonate with the new style of players that we got and the, and the personnel that we have on this team. And this is the fourth time that, you know, we were sticking to the plan and, and it didn't work out. You got our coach, Leslie Frazier. Maybe your scheme no longer is relevant to today's NFL. I don't care what you did in the regular season. It's what and how you can operate in the playoffs. What scheme changes are you going to give us in the playoffs? What new wrinkles are you going to give us in the playoffs? Because that's what we need from our defensive coordinator. Stick to the plan, guys. What we've done all season. Sometimes it's not good enough. You need to do a little more. A little more. And maybe Rudzi Frazier didn't. And it's the same damn shit. And that's why a guy like Poyer is like, I'm out, man. I ain't come back to this shit. Nah, I'm good. Deuces. Last time I checked, our head coach is a, is a defensive coordinator. You were in all of these meetings. You okayed all this. So you're as much to blame for maybe the, somebody said it, obsolete defense or obsolete scheme that you have. It's, it's interesting. I see a lot of this Marvin Lewis, you know what I'm saying? McDermott is like the next Marvin Lewis. Get his team looking good in the offseason, off get his team looking good in the regular season, and when it comes down to playoffs, 
dud. And guess what happened to Marvin Lewis? Just saying. So there's the pros of keeping. I won't call the pros. Reasons to like not let go of Leslie Frazier because he's got this defense always in top 10. And that always gives your team an opportunity to win games and keep teams at bay. Scoring, what, 17 points a game? We are at one point letting these guys score 17 points a game until near the end we got up to 21, give or take. This defense is consistently really good. But then at the same time, one can say it is very good, but then you need to, st- you need to put some wrinkles in when we get into the playoffs because the playoffs is a different beast. That's number one. So that's Leslie Frazier. But it looks like Coach McDermott and, Le- and, and Brandon Bean are saying, let's run it back with Frazier. It doesn't seem like they're going to let him go based on Brandon Bean's press conference. I'd be surprised if they did let him go. But you never know. My man Ryan says, yo, Rico, forget about the top 10. It doesn't win Super Bowls. And this is the point I'm trying to make. This is the pros and cons, right? I'm saying once you get to the playoffs, regular season doesn't matter. You need to give, you need to wrinkle up this defense, throw some things where that changes everything. So what people saw in the regular season, they will not see in the playoffs because we got a whole new game plan. But maybe his game plan is just old and busted. And we and once you get to the playoffs, you can't run that shit no more. So I'm with you when I say that. That's why I'm trying to give you both sides of it. Or is it the personnel? Once again. So let's go to Ken Dorsey. Ken Dorsey is an interesting one. That one's an interesting one. Because Ken Dorsey is a first-year offensive coordinator. And Dorsey was endorsed by Josh Allen. If not for Josh Allen, Ken Dorsey is not the offensive coordinator for the Buffalo Bills. He probably would be with the New York Giants. But Josh Allen said, I want that guy as my coordinator. So let's get into our friend, Mr. Freaking Dorsey. Now, if we were to let go of any of our coordinators between Leslie Frazier and Ken Dorsey, I would have no issues we're moving on from Ken Dorsey. I wouldn't, sorry, I don't want to say I have no issues. I wouldn't bat an eye. I wouldn't like lose sleep if they said, you know what, we're going to part ways with offensive coordinator Ken Dorsey. I wouldn't. Because Ken Dorsey, one might say that, and here's the thing, I'm going to give you kind of the good and the, the bad of Ken Dorsey, right? Here's the good. Ken Dorsey knows his offense. Ken, Nor- Ken Dorsey knows the personnel. Right. Ken Dorsey knows this quarterback. And Ken Dorsey has been in the system with this quarterback for four years with Brian Dable. So he's learned a thing or two. He knows this offense left, right, center. And he's able to tweak it if he need be. So that's the great thing about Dorsey. So Dorsey comes into the season. He's got this team rolling. We are waxing teams. We're putting up points. Got people thinking, who, Brian Dable who? Ain't nobody messing with Brian Dable. We got Ken Dorsey, right? And I remember in the offseason, we were worried 
that the Giants would take Ken Dorsey with them, which would leave us having to start all over again with a new Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It's a coordinator. Until Josh Allen was like, let's keep my guy, Ken Dorsey. I want Ken Dorsey. He's a fiery coach. I want him. So Brandon Bean, Sean McDermott, obliged. They said, you know what? What Josh Allen gets, what Josh Allen wants, Josh Allen gets. First six weeks, killing it. Offense is rolling. We're putting up points where we're, the, we're like near the top. Number one offense. We've got the number one defense. We were rolling. We looked unfreaking stoppable. Then teams start to figure us out. They started to figure out our O-line ain't shit. They started to figure out that if you take away Stefan Diggs and bracket him, then you got to rely on the shaky Gabriel Davis. And if you try to take both of them out, you got to let, you got to rely on Josh Allen to use other weapons. Will his other weapons step up? Well, the three losses that came to us were against the Bengals, excuse me, against the Vikings on a last minute play. And some people say, well, if Ken Dorsey, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you know what I mean? That's Ken Dorsey. Look at the game that we lost. We lost against the Vikings. Last time I checked, it is fundamental for when it's fourth and long or whatever, and it's a Hail Mary or whatever it is, 
You don't go for the interceptions. You go for the bat down. I don't care what anybody tells you. That is not on coaching. That is on the player because the player knows that. Even from collegiate level, you know that. So to blame that, which I've seen, which is terrible, to blame that on Leslie Frazier, well, look at that Vikings game. Leslie Frazier, that ain't on Leslie Frazier. That is on Cam Lewis. You bat that mother effort down on fourth and 18. Let me proceed. We lose. We lose to the Jets. The Jets had a very good game plan. Josh Allen obviously helps with turning the ball over. We lose that game. And then we lose to the freaking Miami Dolphins, which was they made more plays than we did, period. That's what it comes down to. They made more plays than we did. And then the Bengals game, well, who knows how that would have turned out. It didn't look good at the beginning. So one will never know. Well, we know now because the Bengals whooped our ass. Okay? So what I'm trying to say is this. All year... We were doing well until teams, teams started to figure us out and started playing us tougher and started figuring us out. So Josh had to kind of, you know, me move a, few, a couple other ways, right? He's throwing interceptions. So it was like, it was as if like, did we plateau on the offensive side of the ball? But we, we kind of, we kind of scoffed on it because we got Josh Allen. So we're all, we're always going to be good. So here we go. The last few games of the year. Teams are playing us tough, and not that it shouldn't. You got the Lions. The Lions took us right to the brink until Josh Allen lasered a freaking shot to Stephon Diggs to bring it in. Tough game. Nearly lost, but we came back and won. So we started winning close games, but teams are starting to catch up. They're starting to realize what they can do to keep it stay with us. Obviously, injuries matter, but you guys catch the, you catch the drift. So. Here come the Dolphins. Skylar Thompson. Just able to keep his team in it. We're able to, we're able to squeak out of that, but we saw some things, man. They start to figure us out. They are blitzing us and blitzing us and blitzing us. Although Josh had 350 yards and three touchdowns, you kind of saw some things happening. And then the Bengals game shows up. So all year long, you think that we get a screen call here for the running backs. You think we get some kind of creativity from Ken Dorsey, but we just never did. We never did. It just looked basic. It's like, Josh, go do what you do. Go do what you do, Josh. And it got to the point where, like, Josh can't always do what he does. He can't. Because you got to get, you got to find a way to get creative and get certain players involved. In comes Stefan Days going, yo, what's good? Yo, what are we doing? Whatever the hell he was saying. Something's up. So if they decide, let me leave and go off from Ken Dorsey, I'm not losing sleep. Because you need a, you need, he's a, he's a second, he's a first year player. Now here's how we can keep a guy like this. And here's, there's, there's two ways to look at it. We were humming, we were going until things start to, teams start to figure us out. So now we're sitting here with no creativity, no sense of urgency on the offensive side. There's no, if it, if it ain't rocking with 417, it goes nowhere. So if we move on from Ken Dorsey, are we moving on too quickly? You're supposed to let coordinators kind of establish themselves. Brian Dable, first two years, buns. I hated Brian Dable. I wanted him out of here. Until Brian Dable started getting his weapons in and Josh Allen started to develop a little more and then 
you know what you know what came after that a, a high potent offense so the point i'm trying to get to is this with ken dorsey if you let go of ken dorsey that means we got to start all over on offense new scheme new new pass new new verbiage you got to now you're going to have to go through wrinkles josh allen right now can play freely josh allen can play freely on a on a playbook that he's a, he's familiar with that he's been in for 4 years you come in and bring a whole new coordinator it's now it's a new learning curve so now expect some wrinkles in a new offense i've seen quarterbacks that go coordinator after coordinator after coordinator it sucks Josh has been fortunate to be in a in a situation where he's got every he's he's got everything at his disposal because he's got the playbook and now it's just about me playing free, playing freely and finding my guys. You bring in a new coordinator, now you you've got some learning curve. So, is that necessarily a problem? And this is where I'm I'm sitting here. I don't see it as a problem. You're a professional. People talk about how intelligent he is. If you bring in a new coordinator, you're just going to have to learn that. They're going to have to rein you in. And maybe that's the difference that we need. Maybe that is the difference that we need with a new coordinator. Someone that knows how to utilize a freaking running back. I mean, come on now. You bring in, you have Hines on the offense, but you find no way to use Hines. Hines got traded the same time as Ed McCaffrey. Same time as a uh, buddy that went to, um, was it the Texans? I can't recall. But they came out firing. They came out playing hard. The Jets, the Jets running back that came, that went to the Jets uh, from the Jaguars. So these guys immediately started fucking, they, they put some, some plays together for these guys. They were playing extremely well. But we get Hines and we relegate him only to kicking kick punt return. You mean you don't want to use somebody that's that's completely ready to freaking contribute with catching out of the backfield and running the football, but you can't put a package together for him? You can't put seven to eight plays for this guy and you don't use him all year? You are freaking messing around with Zach Moss when y'all know you didn't mess with Zach Moss. Then you put in Duke Johnson. Like, this was completely botched. Like, that shit don't make no sense to me. And then you see what we just, you see the, the amount of, of offensive, uh, <laughs> the display of offense that we put on Sunday, it was complete bullshit because buddy Ken Dorsey had no freaking answer for that defense. Nothing, nothing was working. So am I losing sleep over that? Heck no, I'm not losing sleep. But I also understand that you got to give these guys second chances. But here's the problem with the second chances. If McDermott gives, Dorsey, and it looks like it's going to happen a second chance, it's a double-edged sword. He just pretty much took off the cap off that sword and is holding it like this. He's holding it like that. And if Ken Dorsey takes his second opportunity and really turns this, this thing around and really gets his guys humming and doing what they're supposed to do, and there's a, there's a great balance on this team and he's utilizing his RBs and so on and so forth, take that, take that shield and put it back on the sword. You're good, McDermott. But if he doesn't and you gave him a, a second chance, you might as well lean over and freaking put yourself on that sword and fall on it because it becomes, it becomes your ass. But is Brandon Bean going to pull the trigger on that? 
That's why there's a lot of questions going into this offseason. There's a lot of questions. Offensive coordinator, is he gonna is he is he going to get his act together and get this offense to where it's supposed to be consistently and using your weapons? You have James Cook on the squad that is supposed to be a freaking bona fide star coming out of the backfield and catching the football. We rarely did that. Why? You had a fourth year back that were, were you're able to use him like crazy. You didn't do that with Devin Singletary. Now he walks. So now you're stuck with James Cook and Naeem Hines. What do you do at the RB position? Are we supposed to be content with that duo when we have a coordinator that doesn't know how to use them or actually refuses to use them, whichever one? More questions. This team is leaving me with more questions, more specifically on the offense side of the ball. I don't worry so much on the defensive side of the ball because we have a defensive-minded coach. So, like, there's going to be a time where, and I've seen it done before, where McDermott says, Leslie, give me the freaking play sheet. I'm calling plays. I got this. You think McDermott is going to pick up a play sheet on offense and make calls? No. Which then makes me question, you brought in Joe Brady. You brought in Aaron Cromer. You mean those three guys couldn't put their heads together to find some kind of creativity to get these guys ready to roll and get these guys involved in the game? You brought in some guys that know offense, and we come out with this garbage, especially in the playoffs. That is concerning. My man John Wozniak, mortgage specialist. What's up, John? John says, I'd like to see a change at the offensive coordinator because he doesn't put the players in the best positions. Thank you, John. Multiple times we've seen receivers bumping into each other in routes, etc. He's also weak at situational football. Thank you for bringing that up, John, because I've seen this multiple times where I'm looking at this and I'm like, why the hell is Gabe Davis and Isaiah McKenzie in the same area? Their meshing is off. They're like right next to each other. That can't be right. And it wasn't the first time. So like chalk it up on being a first year caller or chalk it up as Maybe you ain't the guy. Rick Dennison was a one-year offensive coordinator. And we fired his ass. We're like, nah, this ain't going to work. This ain't going to work. And we fired his ass after one year. So I'm not saying that it's going to happen with Ken Dorsey because it seems as though Brandon Bean is, is content with what he sees. He's blaming it more on injuries, but the injuries, more it was more it was happening more on the defensive side of the ball. So who knows what happens on the offense? But I'm telling you right now, there needs to be some kind of identity when it comes to this team. And we just can't hang on number 17 all day, every day. Motherfucker gets tired. I can't be carrying you guys all day, every day. My man was running for his freaking life in that game. We found no ways to take that pressure off. Not even a screenplay to a running back. Shame. Shameful. You don't got a fucking screenplay in that playbook of yours? Nah, I ain't buying that shit. Which then brings me to McDermott. This is, this is what I catch from McDermott. McDermott is the type, of, the type of guy, at least for me. And you guys let me know if you guys feel this way. Let me, let me switch this thing to McDermott. McDermott. Let me bring this closer. McDermott. McDermott gives me the impression that he's the type of coach that there we go. I froze my damn keyboard here. He gives me the impression 
McDermott gives me the impression that he's the type of coach that says, all right, fellas, all year you guys have known what we're supposed to do. We're made it to the playoffs now. So all this, everything you've learned, let's apply it to the game. Let's go. Nothing's changed. You still got to tackle. You know what I'm saying? Tackling's all the same. Covering's all the same. You know what I mean? Uh, running your routes, you do this all year. Now you've got to go in and execute, and, and that's it. Let's go. That, he gives me that impression, right? I've done the things I need to do. Now it's up to you guys. It's playoffs. You guys know what time it is. Let's roll. I hope that's not the case, but he gives me that, he gives me that vibe. And if that's the vibe you're going to give these players, mm, Bean is probably watching. And here's the problem. Bean, you, you kind of solicited, you solicited Bean to come to the squad. So like, you kind of like, you brought Bean to the squad and say, yo, let's run this together because we have, we're like-minded. So like, is this tandem going to be together forever? Can we continue to have a good team in the regular season and then not do well in the playoffs? How long until Pagula, and I know nothing about Pagula, I know nothing about how he handles the hockey team, but how long until Pagula's like, I don't know if this is working for y'all, man. Is Pagula talking to these guys and say, hey, y'all need some, I need some results. I need to see something. I need this team to go to the playoffs. Maybe we have the team to do it. I got the, we got the money in the quarterback. We got the team around them. What's going on? Does Pagula give you that? Does he give you that, that vibe? I, I don't know anything about this guy. He just owns two franchises, a hockey one. And I think a soccer one. I don't know if he owns soccer and he, and the football team. I know nothing about this guy after that. Cameron Hayes says, yo, if, if we're not jinxed and no longer them same old Bills, team of old, there better be a damn good reason excuse we lost three straight years in playoffs. That's, that's the thing. We're asking questions. We're starting to ask questions. Asking all the questions is what we're doing right now. So right now, I, ask, I have my questions on, on, on Leslie Frazier. Is this scheme outdated? Is it, is, it, is it something that, you know what I mean, these players are just not resonating with anymore? Do we need to move on from that? It doesn't look like we are. Ken Dorsey, are you going to change things up? Are you going to start to utilize your running backs more? Are you going to freaking take the load off Josh Allen and, and, and when moments aren't looking great, you can lean on a run game consistently? You can lean on that old line to bully the team in front of them? I don't, it doesn't give me that impression. So th this, this offseason is going to be huge. And lastly, McDermott, these are your hires. If your hires aren't doing what they're supposed to do, then shit, who's looking at you? Is Bean going to sit here and be like, yo, you got to go? Is, is Pagula going to have the balls and let his balls drop and say, you know what, McDermott, you got one more year to get the shit together because I'm not seeing the results. You got to go. I can't see that happening. I can't. If you guys know Pagula, I don't know how he runs his hockey team. Is he ruthless? Will he make changes? Or will he let that thing run to the ground? Until, like, it's really, really bad, and then he's got to make a decision. I have no idea. Are the Sabres even good? Are they well run? Y'all let me know. I don't, I don't follow hockey, and nor do I follow. I I'm not even close to following the freaking Sabres. And which brings me to my next point before I get out of here. Right. 
See, somebody said the Pagulas are very patient. Hold on, where did I see that? The Pagulas are very patient. And that gives me the impression that they'll like, they'll let this thing ride, which is not a bad thing. Sometimes you got to be a little patient until things you start to see things. But now we're going into year four. How patient can one be? I don't watch hockey, so I don't know. For those that do watch hockey, let me know. My man Richard Ford. What's up, Rich? Rich says, yo, uh, Sabres finally got a catch. I uh, got a coach. That's all. So they got a coach. That's a good thing. Someone said the Sabres are terrible. They're starting to turn it around now, but it's it's been 10 years later. See, this is the problem. This is my problem. We might have McDermott and, and Bean for a while. No change is going to happen because Pagula is going to be like, y'all got this. He doesn't give me the impression that he gets involved in football operations. He's just the guy that's just chilling. Y'all do you. Let me know when we win the championship. I'm going to go and focus on whatever. And Bean is pretty much running this whole show. That's the impression that I get. Unless Pagula is very much involved. Like Pagula is, is, I assume, the polar opposite of Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones is in that bitch. Jerry Jones is, is all about that. Pagula doesn't give me that opportunity. He doesn't, excuse me, he doesn't give me that, that, he doesn't give me that vibe. And I, and I, and I say Pagula, the Pagulas, excuse me, I should be more politically correct. The Pagulas don't give me that vibe that they're heavily involved. And I hope I'm wrong. And the reason I bring up the Pagulas is because now I go to Brandon Bean. I go to Brandon Bean for this reason. Let's look back. Because, like I said, this show was more about I have, I have questions. And I think the questions, I think we all have questions, and they're valid. They're very valid. Joey Hatch says, uh, Kim Pagula, president of operations for the Buffalo Sabres and the Buffalo Bills. She's been sick a lot lately, so uh, they brought in another person to help with her with the workloads, uh, with the workload. She's, hold on a second, let me read that right. Another person to help her with the workload. She sucks. I don't know if the person that you that got called in to help with the workload sucks or she's in, she's she's in charge of uh, hockey operations and she sucks. I have no idea. I don't follow. I don't follow. But I have a feeling that both franchises are run completely different. Brandon Bean is the quintessential, quintessential football guy. So he's probably dealing with everything. He just reports to, to Bean, uh, to Pagula and says, here's what we're doing. Okay, keep going. Sure. Anyway, let me continue, and let me get my point across, and I'm out of here. By the way, uh, the Bills Mafia says, yo, at least being, uh, being fired, uh, fired uh, Salgado, scapegoat, you're going to fire the safeties coach? Micah Hyde hurt. Jordan Poirier beat up all season with a freaking terrible elbow, uh, concussed in the last game, or he got hit pretty good in the last game, uh, was just... He had a, a what an ankle or an, uh, a leg injury. Dude was just dealing with an injury. Then you got Demar Hamlin goes down. You put in Jaquan Johnson, which was trash at safety. Then you 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 bring in Demar. Uh, excuse me, Dean Marlowe. Dean Marlowe is on the inactive list all year long. And then you finally put him in. Like what you? And then you fire you fire Salgado. Salgado's like, I've been with you since 2017, and I just got the position. And I got promoted to safeties coach, and then you fire me? What? 
All right, bet. Cool. Thank you guys for the opportunity. I'm out of here. <laughs> Chandler says, the fact that we are firing someone as a scapegoat is all you need to know. Yo, that's, it's just, it's, it's a weird flex to fire the safeties coach. I digress. So let me get right into my last one. Brandon freaking Bean. I like Brandon Bean for the, for, for, let me get that clear. I'm a big fan of Brandon Bean. I like his transparency. I like what he's done with his team. He's turned this team around. We see it. There's evidence of it. And we are a playoff team. We are a championship caliber team. This team was, if we're healthy, this team goes to the championship. I truly believe that. We were that good. But injuries got the best of us, especially on the defensive side of the ball. But I bring up Brandon Bean for a reason. And let me just pull up my page here. Let me pull my page up real quick. And kind of and kind of give you guys where I'm going with this. And as I as I pull this up, I got a super chat coming in from my girl Kate. What's up, Caitlin? Caitlin comes in and says, You're wrong. All year they had four audibles <laughs> and the D and a D call. <laughs> Let me read that back. She goes, You're wrong. All year they had four audibles and the D could call during a play. They changed in the playoffs to five, but too much on the players and not just too much on the players and not just play. I think I understand what you're saying. I think there's some sarcasm in there. I could be wrong, but uh, uh, let me read that again. And I, I don't know if you're uh, uh, referring to me with how I've been kind of talking about both coordinators, but she's Caitlin says, you're wrong. All year they had four audibles and the defense could, uh, could call uh, during the play. They changed it in the playoffs to five and put too much on the players and not just the play. Uh, if here's the deal. That one extra audible or no audibles or whatever the case is, all I know is that audible or not, we played like shit. Audible or not, we played like utter garbage. Straight trash. <laughs> Straight trash. So uh, the draft. Let's talk about what Brandon Bean has done with this team drafting. She said, Hold on. Caitlin said, not four. Oh, my God. It was 15. <laughs> okay. My bad. I got you. I got you, girl. I see it. I see what you wrote. So let me, I just want to, I just want, I need to get this out here. So Brandon Bean, great GM, love the GM, big baller Bean, not going to stop rooting for that guy because that's my guy. I like Brandon Bean. I'm a fan of it, a fan of him, and if he just knows football, he just knows it, he loves it, he, he dreams it, he, he lives it, he's just, he's that dude. I like him, okay? And when I look at what he's drafted for us, in the time that he's been with the team, when you really look at it and look at the depth of what we have, is it good enough? All right? Now, Keep in mind, Micah Hyde is not a bean hire. Neither is Jordan Poirier. Those are free agents that were brought in by Doug Whaley. So keep that in mind because that's, that's the bu a bulk of this team. Okay? So when you look at the success of this team and you look at the draft, you got to give it to them. 
in 2018, he nails Josh Allen. He nails Tremaine Edmonds. Some people are, are, are kind of iffy on Tremaine Edmonds. He nails that. Harrison Phillips got a lucrative contract with the Vikings. He's doing all right for himself, but no longer with the team. Teron Johnson, second contract. I like Teron Johnson. Big fan of him. Saron Neal, second contract on the team. Wyatt Teller, doing big things with the Browns. Kudos to him. Ray Ray McLeod, still in the league right now, doing his thing, I think, with the Steelers. 2018 was a fantastic draft. We had the draft capital, and we killed it. We did excellent. We got an all-pro in Josh. We got a, a pro bowler in Tremaine. Uh, Teron Johnson, solid player. Wyatt Teller, great player for the Browns. Solid draft in 2018. So we're like, okay, we got this. So we go to 2019. We bring in Ed Oliver. And right now, Ed Oliver, I am not too pleased with, with, with what Ed Oliver is giving me in his career with the Bills. Now, part of it is not his fault because he was played as a nose at one year, out of his position. We had started the Tulele. That's been okay, not great. We had to get rid of him, get rid of his contract. So Ed Oliver, like, if, if they were to, like, get rid of Ed Oliver, I would not go, oh, shit, man, we needed that. No, I wouldn't. I'd be like, I'm good. If they trade him, so be it. And I have a feeling, I don't think they like that they picked up his fifth-year option. I was like, damn, I think we picked it up too soon. But here we are. Ed Oliver. Some might say, Cody Ford, bum, bum from the start. Never, I never, I never understood that we drafted him this guy early and then we put him at left tackle, then we moved to the right guard, then we moved to the left guard, then we moved him all over the place. Buns, not on the team anymore. Traded, out of here. Devin Singletary, he's about to walk. They're probably not going to sign him. All right? Dawson Knox, second contract. I need more from Dawson Knox. With the type of money he's getting, I'd love to get more from him. Is that on the OC? Is that on Josh Allen? I'd like to get more, but I like Dawson. I like Dawson Knox, and he's one of he's he could be a very scary player. He's got all the freaking physical tools to be a freaking menace. We need more. Vashawn Vashawn Joseph. <laughs> I had high hopes for Vashawn Vashawn Joseph. Gone. Jaquan Johnson had his opportunity to start at safety. Buns. Daryl Johnson traded. Tommy Sweeney on the team, but he's a backup. We get it, right? Cool. Was this draft? Was this 2019 draft great? When you look at it, some of these guys are going to be walk. I like Devin Singletary. Devin Singletary's not a bust. I'm not going to talk about Devin Singletary and me trash. But like when you look at this, we're retaining one guy, Dawson Knox, on this thing. Most guys are probably going to be gone soon. Let's go to 2020. AJ Epinesa. You already know about that. AJ Epinesa, Zach Moss, traded. Gabriel Davis, inconsistent. I like Gabe, inconsistent. I need more from him. Jake Fromm, gone. Tyler Bass, lovely. Isaiah Hodgins, flourishing somewhere else. Not on the bills right now. Dane Jackson, we already know what time it is with Dane Jackson. Depth piece. But he also got drafted in the seventh round. So I'm not expecting much from that. But when you look at 20, when you look at AJ Epinesa, are we, are we, are we reaping the benefits from AJ Epinesa? Really? We're not. We grabbed him in the second round. Mm, 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 mm. Zach Moss, gone. 
Third round for Zach Moss. We, we whiffed on that one. I don't care what anybody tells me. We whiffed heavy. 21 draft. We draft Greg Rousseau. I don't care what anybody tells me. The fact that we drafted Greg Rousseau and then we doubled up and drafted Boogie Basham. We're like, what? Two linemen in a row? I made that face. What? Two linemen in a row? That's kind of weird. I guess. Okay. Maybe they know something we don't. Oh, we're really trying to load up on the defensive line because Mario Addison and uh, and uh, Jerry Hughes are probably going to leave. So we're, we're building to get these guys to take over. Greg Rousseau has exact, he's, he's exactly what we're supposed to be doing. I like what we have in Greg Rousseau. Boogie Basham, question mark. He's still young. We're still going to see some things. Spencer Brown, buns. Tommy Doyle, he hurt. Marquez Stevenson, cut. DeMar Hamlin, he's still got potential, but we don't know what's gonna, what goes on for his future because he's obviously going to be recovering. Rashad Wild Goose, taken from us. Jack, Jack Anderson, taken from us. That, that draft, you look at it, and you're like, Okay, none of the guys are still in the squad. Now, you could say that maybe we drafted well enough that people that they took guys from our squad, but I ain't looking like that because we want those guys for our squad right now, but they're not helping. And then we got Kyrie Elam. You never played him all year. You never felt confident enough to go take him. We had no business taking him in the first round. You know exactly who you're supposed to take. Here we go. James Cook in the second round. Rarely use the guy until late in the year. You didn't want to give him a chance. Running back is the easiest position for you to get on the field and play. We didn't do that. Khalil Shakir, we didn't get enough of him. I feel like he's got potential to be something nice. Terrell Bernard, we drafted Terrell Bernard in the third round. I have no idea what Terrell Bernard is going to be for us. No idea. Undersized. He's an undersized linebacker. And I, I, I'm, I'm blown away of what I, I was surprised. I was like, who? Terrell who? Trust the process. Let's see what they do with it. Are you guys impressed by, by what, what, you, what we have? Here we go. Matariza. I already know what time it is for Matariza. Christian Bedford. Maybe he moves to safety. We're going to find out. It's too soon. Luke Tanetta, gone. Bale Inspector could be nice, but we don't know. So at the end of the day, when you start looking at, okay, 2018 being hit, being hit 2018, you can't deny that. AJ Vanessa, Zach Moss. Gabriel Davis, do we get him a second contract when it's time? Do we let him walk? You know what I'm saying? So you start looking at what Brandon Bean does. Hey, yo, Brandon, at the end of the day, I still, I still fuck with Brandon. But you got to start putting the right personnel for this team to succeed. Because the biggest problem we had was lack of tackling. Ain't nobody want to tackle on this damn team. Our, our tackling is atrocious. So blame, and this is why I come back to it, blame Leslie Frazier all you want, but Leslie Frazier's only working with what is given to him. And if guys don't want to tackle, he's going to beat your ass so you can tackle better. Just saying. We skipped out on things that should work out for us. So this offseason is going to be massive. We're, we're going to get Von Miller back. That should help. We're going to get Micah Hyde. That should help. That'll be huge. But we're a long ways away from really knowing what we're going to do with this team because there's going to be a lot of changes that need to be made. Cap-wise, we have to fix our cap situation. So much needs to be done. Do, am I optimistic about this team? Always. Why? Because when you have 17, you always can be optimistic. The window remains open when you have 17. 
as critical as I can be with this team, 17, we ride or die with 17. No questions about it. Never going to deny that. And never going to deny that whatsoever. But boy, we have a long and a big offseason coming ahead. Shout out to my man. The ref says, if Bean didn't pick Allen, would we still consider him a top GM? No Pro Bowl pick since 2018. This is the thing. We got lucky that we got Allen. We had to move down from 21st pick down to the 12 with training Cordy Glenn. And then Cordy Glenn, uh, was it Cordy Glenn? Cordy Glenn. And then we went to the seventh and then finally made his pick with the Buccaneers. And even then, we weren't even sure if we were going to get Josh Allen because some of these guys could have taken him. We got lucky by getting Josh Allen. Kudos to Brandon Bean. But if we didn't get Josh Allen, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, this franchise we probably still be in the dungeon. But we can't, we can't, we can't harp on that because we do have 17. We do have 49. You know what I'm saying? We do have uh 24. So we got some players out of that draft pick that's doing really well for us. Matt Milano being one of them as well in the fifth in the fifth pick. Excuse me, was Matt Milano the year before that? Sorry, Matt Milano was the year before that. So Deion Dawkins, Matt Milano. You know what I'm saying that was the year that Doug Whaley, the transition was happening. Whether you want to say it was Doug Whaley, whether you want to say, I mean, people want to say McDermott. I say Doug Whaley because he's the GM at the end of the day. He makes the calls. His guys are making the picks, all that good stuff. Either way, it's neither here nor there. Since 2018, we haven't had one Pro Bowl since. We got to start hitting on these drafts. This draft coming up has to be huge. Has to be. First order of business, fix the freaking old line. You got to fix the O-line. Super chat coming in from Vera F. Kennedy. What's up, Vera? Being a Bills fan is like being in an abusive relationship. <laughs> I've heard this one before. And we just keep coming back for more promises than letdowns. Listen, man, that's sports, man. That's sports. When you're, when you're part of a team that you love so much, for 30 plus years, 40 plus years, whatever the case is, that's your team. That's your squad. You ride. You ride and you ride and you keep riding until your team does what they're supposed to do. And that's winning the damn championship. And the Bills are the closest they've been in a long time since the 90s. We have some tweaks we have to make on, the, on this roster. And if these tweaks don't work, that means the people running this team are the wrong people in charge. That means Brandon Bean. That means McDermott. That means you're, you're changing regime and you're saying this roster is too good for us to pass it up on these guys that are, that are jerking this thing around. Fix it and let's put a freaking program together. Let's put roster together that'll get us to where we need to be and over the hump. And right now we're not. Question is, where do we attack on this roster in order to compete with the big boys? Because as far as I'm concerned, we're knocking at the door as one of the big boys, but we keep falling short. When are we going to kick the fucking door down and say, we're here now? We just keep knocking. We keep knocking. I'm done with the knocking, man. Kick the fucking door down and say that we're here now. Brandon Bean, put your fucking kicking door down boots on and let's go. McDermott, put your freaking boots on and let's start coaching these boys hard. Let's get after it. 
Leslie Frazier, if you got to tweak a few things and kind of get, you know what I mean, kind of get new, kind of get, you know what I mean, some, bring some new things to the defense and not the old tricks, do what you got to do. Ken Dorsey, change shit up. You got to do what you got to do as well, man. Get creative. Get these guys the ball. Get James Cook the ball. Get Naeem Hines involved for crying out loud. You got to. Enough of this political bullshit. Well, we got to get the veterans to play first. And fuck all that. If you ball, you get the call. That's that's listen, that's what it that's what it comes down to. Can you play? Are you all playing this guy? Then you play over top of him. That's it. The veteran is no longer the guy that that just jumps on the field because he's put his stripes in. I Man, fuck all the stripes. Clean slate. Can you outplay this guy? Can I trust you? You're on the field. All this political nonsense, man. Get Zach Moss the ball before his, before James Cook. You know what I'm saying? Get Isaiah McKenzie on the field before we get a Khalil Shakir. If Khalil Shakir is better than Isaiah McKenzie, put him on the damn field. That's the way I look at it. Matthew Suero says, yo, Epinesa is a massive bust. Well, we took him in the, he was our first pick in the second round because we, we got that first pick. We gave it up for Stefan Diggs. But Epinesa quietly had six sacks this year, I think, six, six and a half sacks this year, but not enough. He's not a staple enough in this defense that we can trust him and say, yo, Epinesa, make a play. Go get after it. That's why we went after Von Miller. These guys are not it. Just not that guy, pal. That's it. So, folks, big offseason coming. Big offseason. What are we going to do this offseason? Where are we going to attack? Who is going to be gone? Who is staying? Mike B says, Yo, Rico, what's with the nonsense about snow being our home field advantage? Y'all just got shown how it's, it's freaking, how it, it don't freaking matter anymore. Man, I don't talk about the weather because the weather is, is finicky. The weather, the weather is finicky, man. Either we play well in the weather, we don't. The same team is playing in the same elements. This is where your stars are supposed to shine. At the end of the day, pressure's on, your stars are supposed to shine, and we didn't shine for shit. All we did was shine shoes. We were shining the Bengal shoes. Are you guys ready, guys? You guys ready? Let me get my let me get my towel and just, you know what I'm saying? Let me let me wipe down, let me wipe down your shoes for you. Get ready to go play freaking the, the Chiefs. Come on now. Yeah, we were straight buns. So I'm looking forward to seeing what Brandon Bean does this offseason. This is a big offseason for Brandon Bean. Big. What is he going to do? Because right now, this is, this is if, if I hate to even say it, because it's going to sound crazy, but not that the, the seat is hot. It's not hot. But I'm putting the chair right in the room with every one of those, te- those coaches and coordinators. It's neither, it's neither hot nor cold. But I want you to see the chair. Because if I have to sit you on that chair, it ain't going to be cold. It's going to be burning hot. Make something happen. Don't let us bring the chair in the room. Because somebody's going to be sitting on that shit, and it's not going to be good because you're going to be interrogated. The people will get your ass. And Bill's Mafia don't play. So... The offseason begins, man. We got the Chiefs finishing. I mean, they're going to be going up against the Bengals tomorrow. You ever saying the Niners and Philly is going to be a good weekend of football. It should be the Bills up there, but we didn't play well enough. Two weeks straight for us to even deserve it. We don't deserve to be in here. Somebody asked me the other day, 
Do you think that if you guys played the the uh, if you guys were one of the ones playing the Chiefs right now, you guys think that you guys would be able to get it? I said no. The way we played the last few years, the, the last few the few weeks, we don't deserve a damn thing. We didn't play well enough to deserve to be in the position that the Bengals are. And that's the facts. That's just real talk. The Bengals were the better team. They deserve to be where they're at. And uh, if they get the job done, kudos to them because they deserved it. The Bills certainly did not. Not one bit. So, Brandon Bean, pressure's on, big fella. Pressure is on, Brandon Bean. Pressure is going to be on Ken Dorsey. Pressure is going to be on Leslie Frazier because all eyes are on you guys. And most certainly, pressure is going to be on on Sean McDermott because those are your boys. Don't be waiting until a first, third week, fourth week into the year and you fire a coach. Don't be doing that. Get it together. Get these guys ready. Get the personnel that's right for this team, and let's roll. Because right now, we might be we, we lack personnel. We need some dogs on this team. And I'm going to tell you right now, we don't have any dogs on this team. We don't have a guy that you like. I had to, that guy right there, If once he, once he gets on the field, you know he's about that life. Tequila Spikes, you did not mess with Tequila Spikes. You knew Tequila Spikes was about that life. He's about that action. He didn't play. Where's the Tequila Spikes on this team? So hopefully we get that. In this draft, in free agency, we got to turn things around. I know we're not going to be big players, but you better be in the right players on this squad. And ladies and gentlemen, with that being said, that's my time. So I hope you guys appreciate the show. It's a Saturday edition. You guys didn't have to rock with me. I had to get a couple things off my chest. I'm glad that you guys allowed me to do that. But at the end of the day, folks, it's, it's, listen, man, we love this team. It's never going to change. It's just, boy, it was a frustrating end of the year. This was not the way it should have ended. It ended horribly. You can't say anything about it. It ended horribly for us. So hopefully, these guys got something up their sleeve, and, it's, and it works out in favor of the Bills that we can put something together. First order of business, get on the O-line and fix it. Fix the O-line. It's got to be done. It's got to be. That's the first priority. That's the first line of business, man. Start at right tackle and work your way over. Actually, fuck it. Start at left guard because I don't think uh, Roger Sapple's coming back. With the freaking way he played on Sunday, get him out of here. Good riddance. Find yourself a left guard, pair him up with Deion Dawkins, and go from there. Shit. If you have to put Deion Dawkins in that left guard and bring a left tackle in somewhere, I don't care. Fix the line. Give Josh Allen all the time in the world. He will find his players. That's what he does. Shout out to my guy Silas. What's up, Si? Epinesa, Oliver, Davis, Ford, Brown, Joseph, and Moss are all busts. Facts. B better knock this draft out of the park. McDermott and Dorsey better be get right this year. Dorsey has an assistant since the vibe. Bingo. Bingo, bingo, bingo. Every one of those players you just said ain't panning out for us the way we need them to. That's why you have a guy like Diggs saying, what more do you want me to do? What what you want me to do, man? I'm getting double streamed and triple teamed. I, I, if you don't want to throw me the ball, find someone that's going to freaking catch the football. And he has every right to feel the way he feels. 
now pressure's on front off figure it out and let this thing get let, let this thing get rolled we need that big offseason coming it starts with free agency let's see what we can muster up see what we can get going and then we go from there folks that's my time i hope you guys enjoyed the show go ahead and uh and, and set your your alerts to page because we're gonna start making some adjustments as to when we go live, um, and uh, and then we'll go from there, folks. We'll go from there. And um, thank you guys for tuning in all year. Thank you guys. Thank you guys once again for tuning in all year. We appreciate you. And uh, this 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 juggernaut won't stop, man. This juggernaut won't stop. He's gonna keep going. Uh, we're gonna get. We're gonna start getting into free agents. Who's gonna be free agent? What free agent picks that we make? What team? What? What's a good fit for us? What trade should we make? It's gonna be a whole another ball game this offseason. Tune in. It's gonna be myself. It's gonna be Zbot. It's gonna be my man Rev. And we'll have guests along the way to help us navigate. So. That's what it is. Shout out to my man Martin Bradstreet. What's up, Marty? I see you, Martin. What's happening, bro? And shout out to the whole chat, man. Shout out to everybody, man. You guys are awesome. And uh, once again, Jersey giveaway, excuse me, merch giveaway goes to Demario Simmons. Demario Simmons, hit me up. Send the email to buffalofanatics at gmail.com and we'll go from there. And just because I'm going to choose another big name, Spring Squad member right now. Just because. And I'm going to randomly pick one right now. And I'm picking Eric Sweatling. Eric Sweatling is a member. He's a, he's a paid member. So Eric Sweatling. Hit me up. You just want yourself merch. Hit the hit the merch store. Let me know what you want. And I got you. I'll send that to you. And we'll go from there. You know what I'm saying? So Eric Sweatling. You know what? I'm gonna try to do a more of these this this awesome. Let's do that. Effort. You guys have been supporting this, supporting us for so damn long. We appreciate it. And uh that's that's what it is, man. I know you guys want to get into talking about my man walking to says, yo, turn this music down. He says, hold on. Turn this music down. I can barely hear you. All for real? All right, hold on. Let me turn it down. You guys, you guys said you guys can. Let me turn it down. So, uh, let me just tell you this way. Let me put it this way, folks. Thanks, Wonka Seal. Wonka Seal's like, I want to hear your sultry voice, man. Turn that shit down, brother. I got you, fam. I got you. So, um, that's what it comes down to, folks. So, bear with us. Stick with us all offseason. We're going to have it draft, free agency, cuts, signings, all of that. This is where you want to be, reactions, all that stuff. We're going to get that thing popping, man. So DeMario, uh, Eric Swetlick, and DeMario Simmons, you guys are the winners. Hit us up, and we'll go from there, man. So, folks, that's it for me, man. Let me get my music queued back up now, now that uh, uh, Mr. Uh, Juan Castillo says I can put my music back on. You guys have yourself a great freaking guys uh in the next week or so and we'll do some new scheduling so you guys have a great weekend hopefully you enjoy football tomorrow and we'll catch you guys on the flip side till next time it's your boy rico it's the buffalo fanatics and i'm gone have yourself a good weekend catch you guys on the flip love y'all peace let's go turn that music off
you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.